Everybody and welcome back to the Fable Fellas, fairy tales told unfairly. This is Riley coming into you live once again with my good friend Carter. <laughs> How you doing, Carter? Oh, you know, I'm just I'm doing so good. It's another week. It's at the end of our story. Um, we left on a huge cliffhanger. Didn't even do the outro or anything. Yeah, we were unprecedented. Just so caught up by things and the terror. I know we must have left our listeners in the absolute abject mind-numbing fear of what's going to happen to Jack and his, you know, his his whole his whole legacy and his whole story. Especially because this story is relatively unknown. I think there's very few people who know kind of the gist of this one and how it goes. Yeah, because so, we oftentimes forget, but these stories were from a book from the 14th these are 14th century fairy tales and nowadays we're pretty used to being able to binge a story the entire way through but now folks have had to wait a while for the next episode so they have no idea what could possibly happen in part two of jack and the beanstalk that's right and we don't do this podcast like your new you know your netflix tv show drops all the episodes all at once come watch them come binge or whatever we're not bingers we, we make never. you wait because people appreciate what they wait for. You know, the moment that you experience the most joy when you get a gift is right before you open it. It's That's true. science. They've proven that. Before you see that it's a uh, pair of socks. That's right. Or a PlayStation 4. You never know. Mm-hmm. Regardless of, you know, socks or PlayStation 4, that excitement is so palpable. You could harvest it and bottle it up and sell it on the street. As long as you leave that present unwrapped, which is why I like to leave my presents wrapped as long as possible. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now I just I very slowly reach my hand out toward the gift, and I try to make that hand. I try. I you know you can't stop moving it or else it starts to fade. But if you just keep pushing your hand towards the gift and try to make that last like an hour, two hours, whew, what a rush! It's that it's it's tantric gift opening. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. When we first started sharing our own writing on this podcast of ours, I mentioned a story that I wrote in my creative writing class that had to do with zombies and a man in a panda mask. After Mm -hmm. a mere two minutes worth of rooting through my file cabinets, I found the only existing document of The Z-Fighter by Riley Frazier, November 17th, 2008. You know, if you had been an English boy growing up, and by English I don't mean savvy in the English language of arts, because I wasn't English as in growing up in the country of England, then you would have called your story the Zed Hunter, which actually does sound reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that the Zed Hunter does sound much more interesting. Also, (laughs) I was clearly very proud of this because it's in one of those like clear plastic binders where you have to like hole punch it and fold them together so uh let's that's incredible i haven't read this in close to two decades let's uh let's see how it let's let's say i have never gone that far with my writing as to like my writing is you print it out and i staple it in the top left corner and i'm done you know what in order to give myself some leeway 
I'm sure Mr. Alderson was probably the kind of teacher that wanted us to like present it in this nice way. So I'm sure it's possible that this was required for the grade. <laughs> anyway, That's classism, but go on. Anyway, <clears throat> Kyle looked down at his wristwatch. It was 11 o'clock, 30 minutes until the drop-off was made. He sighed in frustration and pulled open the car door, shivering as a cold wisp of air curled through the chilly night. His light footprints crunched under the layer of new-fallen snow as he paced the length of the van. He brushed the white flakes off of his coffee-brown jacket, well, that doesn't mean anything, and scratched at his light brown hair anxiously. A lot of brown. Brown jacket, brown hair. Brown bricks. What the hell is taking him so long? Kyle growled angrily as he kicked at a snowdrift. They've been gone for over an hour. <laughs> be patient, Take Kyle. Take that snowdrift. <laughs> be patient, Kyle. Those oh, there's two... someone with him. <laughs> yeah, be patient, Kyle. Those two take a while, but they always get the job done. Yeah, I suppose you're... What the... Kyle spun around and faced the direction of the familiar voice. So it's news to Kyle that there's someone with him as well. Oh. Sitting cross-legged on the roof of the van was a teenage boy in a black leather jacket and scuffed up blue jeans. His large mop... That sounds so cool, Riley. (laughs) (laughs) What a cool cool image. This guy... I, man... There's your there's your author insert character right there is the kid who sits cross-legged on top of cars in the leather jacket and ripped jeans. Uh, how very presumptuous of you. May I finish? His, yeah, you can go ahead. His large mop of brown hair was dotted with clumps of snow that had settled down on how his... How would you describe your hair, Riley? <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> that had settled down on his muscular build. <laughs> On his lap rested a large Japanese sword, sheathed in a black and red scabbard. Oh my god. Riley, how long have you been up there? Kyle asked, still startled by his friend's unnoticed arrival. That is not true. (laughs) Is that true? Hey, listen, we both did a little bit of author inserts. Oh my god. Eh, probably an hour or so, he said, as he jumped up and slipped down the hood of the car and jumped to the curb, Dukes of Hazard style. Which is not how the Dukes of Hazard like, vaults <laughs> over their vehicle. No. I just... I didn't feel like getting in the car, though. Ralph <laughs> rode his eyebrows. <laughs> Are you insane? It's like 28 below out here. I don't think that quite measures up. I think that would be like Ice Age levels. 28 below would be pretty shockingly cold. Yeah. Oh, please. Riley said with a chuckle. We used to run in conditions colder than this. Kyle was a friend of mine on the cross-country team, so uh, there's a lot of that sort of referential stuff, even though Kyle was not in this class. Huh. Yeah. So Okay, so Kyle is also based on a real person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but we were hauling it during cross-country, Kyle refuted. You were sitting up there and active for nearly an hour while your digits turned to ice. Suddenly, the crackling of a walkie-talkie sounded from Kyle's belt buckle. An impatient voice came through. When you two morons are done discussing body heat schematics, get your butt down here. We've got the grid wired and ready. A lot of those words were nothing. (laughs) Kyle yanked the walkie-talkie out of his pocket and clicked the button. Also, I don't think that's how walkie-talkies work. I think... I I would clip mine to my belt, honestly, (laughs) these days. It's about time. We'll be right down. So, how are we going to handle this? Kyle asked as they began making making his way down the snow-covered asphalt. (laughs) It's going to take a bit more strategy to deal with these guys. Yeah, I know, Riley replied, holding his sword behind his head and looping his arms around it. 
Just stay as careless. So so over the top. Just stay as careful as you normally would. These guys fire back. Final Fantasy back then. Yeah. Just stay as careful as you normally would. These guys fire back when shot at, so don't shoot unless it's absolutely necessary. Remember, we bring in the target alive so we can trace where his order came from. Right, so uh, what does he look like? Riley unhooked his left arm from his sword, fished into his coat pocket, pulled out a small Polaroid picture, and handed it to Kyle. Yeah, teenager with a Polaroid picture, that totally makes sense. It depicted a man in his 20s wearing gray cargo pants and what looked like a Hollister shirt that was spray-painted green. What? What's that mean? <laughs> That's such, such, such a strange That's so thing. stupid. You know, at least you're using descriptions, though, yeah. so good on you. <laughs> his black hair was slicked back, revealing a line of piercings <laughs> that ran horizontally across his greasy white forehead. Ugh. That shirt wasn't green. I'd say it's probably from Hollister. He was looking down and away from the camera, looking out for any witnesses, as he handed a shiny chrome suitcase to a man in a trench coat. The man's face was shielded from sight by an odd-looking panda mask. Kyle stopped and stared at the picture. Oh. We're going after a panda? And because I'm wow. having a hard time turning the page, I feel like that's a good place to stop for now. <laughs> We're going after a panda. It must be a very realistic panda mask. I was I was thinking more of like a um, like a New Year's Eve sort of panda mask. No, it was. It's your, very uh, much that. It's very much that. I don't know why I wrote Kyle. I think I just thought of like making a joke, and then for some reason it didn't really depict Kyle in the best light, even though he's one <laughs> of the smartest guys I've ever known. Yeah, my old track buddy Kyle. What a piece of rocks he was. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty stupid, that Kyle. <laughs> No wonder he wasn't at your bachelor party, I guess. <laughs> Which, by now, was two weeks ago. Yep. Oh, shoot, I lost my page. Anyway, back to huh. Jack and his... Well, that was Incredibles. Stock. Yeah. So, um... It's something. I cannot believe... Boy, the samurai sword, the everything. Oh, <laughs> so good. You're you're hot in your fan fiction of yep. about yourself. Yep. <laughs> I'd like to think I've gotten better. You're, uh... Riley, but in Devil May Cry. <laughs> Riley May Cry. <laughs> Riley May Cry 5. The Zed Hunter. <laughs> when we last left off in Jack and the Beanstalk, we were just warned that the ogre of a hu- giant husband... The ogre of a giant of a husband. ...loves eating boys. Kind of like Mr. Miyaka. Oh, what yeah. if Mr. Miyaka was a giant? What if they were always giants? And they just didn't... We're like, we don't talk about how Mr. Miyaka's yeah. a giant. We're just not, we're a nice neighborhood like that. I mean, it would make sense in this extended universe that we're putting together. That's right. So we just left off when thump, 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 the whole house began to tremble with the noise of something coming. Goodness gracious me, it's my old man, <laughs> said the ogre's wife. What on earth shall I do? Come along quick and jump in here. And she bundled Jack into the oven just as the ogre came in, um, which sm- <laughs> smart play on the ogre wi- ogre's wife's part if she was anti-Jack. Yeah, that's true. Hey, this is kind of a flashback to the uh, second story we read, where one of the one of the little goats hid in the oven from the from the wolf. Yeah, boy, a lot of these stories sound shockingly similar. Yeah, it's almost like they're all written by the same person. There is one in here. I can't remember what it's. There's two of these stories that are both by um, 
both by Joseph Jacobs, which all sound, which both sound like identical, just like part for part. Really? So when, he like, just some publishes of the names I'll have to find it again. Yeah, I, it feels like he just changed the nouns and he's like, I'll sell this one again. Weird. So popular. All right, so Jack's in the oven. He was a big one, to be sure. At his belt, he had three calves strung up by the heels, and he unhooked them and threw them down on the table, and he said, Here, wife, broil me a couple of these for breakfast. Ah, what's this I smell? Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood of an English man. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll have his bones to grind my bread. Wait, no, sorry. It says, I'll have his bones to grind by bread. By, hmm. Okay, that's different because traditionally every time I've heard this, like they say they'll grind bones to make the bread, and that's always kind of throwing me off. Like, that's that's not an ingredient. Bone is not an ingredient for bread. But if they're, if he's like using Bone a is big... not an ingredient for bread. What's that? Bone is not an ingredient for bread. Bone that's is not an ingredient for bread. So if it's, bo- I'll use his bones to grind by maybe he's like taking a large human you know femur and just like putting it in the bread sauce (laughs) that's not the right terminology he was trying to pound up his like wheat into you know flour and everything to get bread that would make somewhat more sense i don't know what grind by bread do you fly by night no but i grind by bread (laughs) (laughs) nonsense Stupid. Nonsense, dear, said his wife. You're dreaming. Or perhaps you smell the scraps of that little boy you like so much for yesterday's dinner. Who, you know, climbed up on his own beanstalk and had yeah. his own much shorter story. <laughs> yeah, how'd that happen? Is there, like, another equally tall beanstalk in the next town? Maybe the old man is some sort of morbid talent scout who's, like, just off a hunting. By yeah. way, by proxy, or maybe maybe he works for the giants. Maybe he's uh, sending little exactly. boys up so that giants have more meat. He's got a sweet deal every like month. He gets a golden egg from the goose, and uh, then in return, he just like hands idiot kids beans. <laughs> it's a good deal. He's putting his kids yeah. through college. That's right. So the ogre's wife says, "Here you go, and have a wash and tidy up. And by the time you come back, your breakfast will be ready for you." So off the ogre went, and Jack was just going to jump out of the oven and run away when the woman told him not. Wait till he's asleep. He always has a doze after breakfast. Well, the ogre had his breakfast, and after that he goes to a big chest and takes out of it a couple of bags of gold. And down he sits and counts till at last his head began to nod and he began to snore till the whole house shook again. One. (laughs) How many times do you have to... Counting bags of money was just like a thing I feel like happened in a lot of fairy tales where it's like, how do you not know how much money you have? Or how often are you like counting? I think it's meant to show off to the audience how much money they actually have, which is mm-hmm. still, you know, not cool. Like no one wants their riches flaunted. No, but they are flaunted sometimes by ogres, Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob, which if he really wanted money, he should have franchised. Uh, yeah. Then Jack crept out on tiptoe. From, thank you. Jack crept out on tiptoe from his oven, and as he was passing the ogre, he took one of the bags of gold under his arm, and off he pelters till he came to the beanstalk, and then he threw down the bag off of gold, pelters? which of course fell onto his mother, Wait, and what? she died. What? No, <laughs> it fell into his mother's garden. Okay, 
What do you say? <laughs> off he pelters? Is pelters the Yeah, thing? he pelters. Huh. Yeah, he pelters off. You haven't done a pelter? I mean, it's been a long time since we were kids, but you don't remember peltering around? No, I remember gallivanting around. Oh, peltering is a lot like gallivanting, only when you pelter, it's more of like a for-your-life type of deal. Type oh, of run. okay, okay. So it's a much more aggressive and worried version of perambulating. Peltering is like, well, yeah, exactly. It's like when in the cartoons, when the cartoons jump up and like wheel their feet around for a moment in like midair and then like zip off. Oh, okay. So one only pelters when their wheels become feet. Does one also pelter when they um, smell like a really good pie on the windowsill and when they're smelling like the scent of the pie, they uh, levitate off the ground and float towards the pie? Or is that too... Uh, is no, it... that's too easy. That's too calm. Right. That, right, that right. can't be peltering. Yeah. It's got to be urgent. Yeah, exactly. Like it's an urgent run and it's often for your for the sake of your life. Right. So when a character's eyes bug out of their skulls at something dangerous and then they start running away and their eyes are still in place, they have to reach back to grab their eyes and pull it with them. That, that could easily that be is a definitely pelter. a pelter. Okay. Mm-hmm. You could describe that as a big pelter. Makes sense. So anyway, he killed his mom with a big bag of gold. Yep, that happened. Sorry. And <laughs> he did not do that. He climbed down and climbed down till at last he got home and told his mother and showed her the gold and said, Well, mother, wasn't I right about the beans? They are really magical, you see. Mom. So they lived off the bag of gold for some time. But at last they came to the end of it. And Jack made up his mind to try his luck once more at the top of the beanstalk. Right. So one fine morning, he rose up and early and got onto the beanstalk. And, and he mom and just he let him go. And he climbed and he climbed and he climbed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she was like, was there anything else up there? And Jack was like, no. No. She's pretty Shut good. Up. <laughs> so his mom was like, oh, yeah, you can go up there again. You can try like, another bag of, be- bag of gold. That sounds good. I mean, I really like that last bag of gold. Can you be careful when you're throwing the bag of gold <laughs> down the beanstalk, though? And I kind of, I could out be gardening and gold is heavy. Um, he climbed to the charge can of the road again and up to the great big tall house he had been to before. There, sure enough, was the great big tall woman a-standing on the doorstep. Did Good morning, d- Mom! Did she do anything other than just stand on the doorstep and wait for her husband to come home? Uh, what do you think she does for the rest of her day? I'm not sure if Joseph Jacobs ever met a woman in his life. You don't think so? No, I don't. I really don't. He's like, women? You mean those people who stand on doorsteps? Those people that can be either wives or widows or maids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I think I saw one yesterday, but it might have just been... Might have been the wind. Like a, do- a door or the wind or a tree. I would love to see if we can find a single story in these books that your grandmother provided that doesn't depict a woman as anything less than... A dumb blonde joke, because that's all we've gotten so far. There's one that I uh, that I pre-read that might satisfy that. I think I'm trying to look what it's called. Well, um, we can look later for now. Jack the Black is... Bowl of Norway. Oh, that sounds yeah. intense. I think the Black Bowl of Norway is, is, is a pretty good one. There is also one in this story in this called The Goose Girl and The Golden Goose. And there's also Rapunzel. So who knows? We might... You know, there are still some, um, so there's probably some feminist reads in here yeah. at some point. I think I fought the Black Bull of Norway in Elden Ring last night. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I have fought, like, uh, the, the you know, that the big bull in the cave in the terrible plot place? Uh, What's it, the star, fall, the far, fallen, falling star beast? Oh, yeah. yeah. God, I hate that thing. I've killed three of them now. Three? <laughs> there's so many. I can't even yeah, kill there's one. A, there's more. Oh, no. 
I know, right? Anyway. Okay. <laughs> good morning, Mom, says Jack, as bold as brass. Could you be so good as to give me something to eat? Go away, my boy, said the big tall woman, or else my man will eat you up for breakfast. But aren't you the youngster who came here once before? Do you know that very day my man missed one of his bags of gold? That's strange. I dare say I could tell you something about that, but I'm so hungry I can't speak till I had so neat. Huh, weird. weird. Anyway. <laughs> weird. Well, that's a shame. Do you have any eggs or do an omelet kind of thing? Or? Please. What's up with that? Well, the big tall woman was so curious that she took him in and gave him something to eat, but he had scarcely begun munching it as slowly as he could when thump, thump, thump. They heard the giant's footsteps, and his wife hid Jack away in the oven. She's gotta find a better hiding place, please. Hey, you know, don't mess with perfection. <laughs> yeah, if, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. It's, it seems like, hey, hid there fine the first time. And what's the husband gonna do? Use an oven? Get real. Yeah. That's, that's, and don't that's know a, how. That's a wife tool, not a husband tool. I've never even heard of ovens, but tell her the story. All happened as it did before. In came the ogre as he did before, said fee-fi-fo-fum, and then the rest of it, and had his breakfast off three broiled oxen. Three broiled oxen. Yesterday he had calves, just like baby cows. Today he had three broiled oxen. He hungry. Wow. Then he said, wife, bring me the hen that lays the golden eggs. Oh. So she brought it. And the ogre said, lay. And it laid an egg all of gold. And then the ogre began to nod his head and to snore till the house shook. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, good, good again. I'm glad it does that. Anyway, <laughs> off to bed. So, so the two things that can put him to sleep easily are see is counting all his gold and seeing a goose lay an egg. <laughs> Once he sees a goose lay an egg. Really, the, he's just the like, second he, he sees that egg plop out, he's like, oh, so sleepy. He always tries to get it to lay one more egg, but he knows that the breakfast food is going to catch up with him. So he's like, let me, I just need to see something happen before I go to bed. He's just trying to buy time. <laughs> he's, he's, then Jack, he's caught up in the reverse bedtime. That's right. He eats breakfast. He sleeps. He wakes up. Well, and you know, he goes and he kills three oxen, he eats them for lunch. And that's all he does. Then Jack crept down to the oven on tiptoe and caught hold of the golden hen and was off before you could say Jack Robinson, which I don't know if that means huh? that's his last name or if it's just, a, it's just a phrase people use. It was off before you could say Jack Robinson. Maybe it's a I reference. I like the implication there. That's his name. No, the implication is that he's talking about Jackie Robinson, the American baseball player. That's true. That guy was fast. That's probably what it is. Yeah. It's but this <laughs> time the hen gave a <laughs> This time the hen gave a cackle, which woke the ogre. And just as Jack got out of the house, he heard him calling, Wife, wife, what have you done with my golden hen? And the wife said, Why, my dear? Wait, no. Why, my dear? But that was all Jack heard, for he rushed off to the beanstalk and climbed down like a house on fire. And when he got home, he showed his mother the wonderful hen and said, Lay to it, and laid a golden egg every time he said lay. Well, Jack was <laughs> the not way that's content. written. It sounds like Jack is the one that laid the egg. Yeah, Jack was laying. Lay. Oh! Jack was surprised to find. Oh, jeez! Anyone who touches the hen gets the golden egg curse. <laughs> yeah, the second he touches the hen, the hen says the curse is lifted and he crumbles to dust. 
<laughs> Carry my burden. Well, Jack was not content on account of laying a bunch of gold eggs, which was very painful. And it wasn't very long before he determined to have another try at his luck up there at the top of the beanstalk. I mean, which is ridiculous, because now he's got an infinite source of gold, but whatever. Yeah. Now so he's, one now fine morning. Cocky. Now he's getting greedy. What That's a, right. Just let, let the giants have this, Jack. They need to have something left over. He's like, yeah, but they probably have some, they probably have lots of stuff. Yeah, what kind of games so they one got fine on their morning. Yeah, they got golden eggs. They probably got a golden Nintendo. Wait, they got Minecraft? They got Minecraft and they got gold nuggets. So you can buy nine gold nuggets and you get a gold ore. So one fine morning, he rose up early and got onto the beanstalk. And he climbed and he climbed and he climbed and he climbed till he got to the top. But this time, he knew better than to go straight to the ogre's house. And when he got near it, he waited behind a bush till he saw the ogre's wife come out with a pail to get some water. And then he crept into the house and got into the copper. He hadn't been there long when he heard, I think that is the oven, by the way, not just like a big pile of copper. Okay, that makes sense. He hadn't been there long when he heard thump, thump, thump as before. And in comes the ogre and his wife. Fee, fi, fo, fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman, cried out the ogre. I smell him, wife, I smell him. Do you, my dearie, said the ogre's wife. Then if it's that little rogue that stole your gold and the hen that laid the golden eggs, he's sure to have got into the oven. And they both rushed to the oven, but Jack wasn't there. Okay, so I was wrong. Okay, there we go. The I... copper is something else. Also, who knows? <laughs> For what a is second, it? I didn't Nobody know knows. if the wife was going to be on his side and just think, oh, my husband's having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> he's like, well, no. It, well, you know, I hit, actually, I hit him in the oven the last two times he arrived. You did what? <laughs> Nothing. Let's go see if he's in there. Yeah, they really worked past their relationship issues really quickly because it's only been like a couple of days since he was last here, right? Yeah, right. Well, you know, he's down at the bar. He's at the pub with the other giants. And he's like, my wife loves to feed the kids who climb the beanstalks. She's got a, she's got, she's a softie at heart, but I love her. <laughs> I understand. I like to, I like to eat them myself, but you I love understand that love. not everybody's. Yeah, I don't always have the taste for boys, but it's, you know, my, my wife and me, that's just, I guess, differences attract, and, you know, everybody else is like, yeah, yeah, you know. They don't understand. Another. Nobody want to see us together, but it don't matter, no, because I got you. They just taste so good. <laughs> All right. Jack's not in the oven. The ogre's wife said, there you are again with your fee five There you are again with your fee five fo fub why, of course it's the boy you caught last night that I've just broiled for your breakfast. So, <laughs> another boy showed up the other day. <laughs> between between visits from Jack, other boys are just showing up to be eaten, I guess. <laughs> are people just sneaking into Jack's backyard and climbing the beanstalk thinking they're going to beat Jack to the punch? Well, yeah, that could have happened with this boy, but not the previous boy who was there a whole day ahead of the, the beanstalk ever growing. Oh, that's true. That's so it's bizarre. Like, how are they all getting here? What a complex world this character lives in. <laughs> so she says, how forgetful I am and how careless you are not to know the difference between live and dead after all these years. <laughs> oh, man, I would, I would never recover if someone said that about me. Back at the bar. My wife thinks I don't know the difference between live and dead, but I'll show her. Do, <laughs> I'll show do, do you. All. Do you? I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore, Kyle. <laughs> you, t <laughs> you track star. 
So the ogre sat down to breakfast and ate it. But every now and then he would mutter, Well, I could have sworn. And he'd get up and search the larder and the cupboards and everything. Only luckily, he didn't think of the copper. Because nobody knows what that is. Oh, maybe like the tea kettle? Like, oh. like a copper kettle? Interesting. That's, that's, jacket that feels there. right. That feels right. Yeah, sure. After breakfast was over, the ogre called out, Wife! Wife! Bring me my golden harp. So she brought it and put it on the table before him. Then he said, Sing! And the golden harp sang Sorry, most what did beautifully. Sing! Golden harp sang most beautifully, and it went on singing till the ogre fell asleep and commenced to snore like thunder. Then Jack lifted up the copper lid very quietly and got down like a mouse and crept on hands and knees till he came to the table. When up he crawled, caught hold of the golden harp and dashed with it toward the door. But the harp called out quite loud, Master, master. And the ogre woke up just in time to see Jack running off with his harp. Yeah, so now it's a kidnapping. Yep. Jack ran. <laughs> no, I love I love my master ogre. Please don't take me. No, God. No, no. this is my family. Oh, my family. I loved him so much. Mom, Dad, this little boy is taking me away. <laughs> Jack ran as fast as he could, and the ogre came rushing after and would soon have caught him. Only Jack had a start and dodged him a bit and knew where he was going. Hmm. When he got to the beanstalk, the ogre was not more than 20 yards away when suddenly he saw Jack disappear like. And when he came to the end of the road, he saw Jack underneath, climbing down for dear life. Well, the ogre didn't like trusting himself to such a ladder, and he stood and waited, so Jack got another start. But just then the harp cried out, Master, Master, please, God, no. He's going to kill me. I know he is. He's going to He's gonna boil me alive. He's going to eat my strings. Just this is ferocious. He's a maniac. What do you do something. I... Kill... Get your bow and shoot me before I'm kidnapped, please. Oh, my God. The giant gets on, on the phone. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but I have a very particular set of skills. If you let my harp go, that'll be the end of it. <laughs> But if you make me pursue you, I will find you, and I will grind your bones by bread. Wait, I said that wrong. So Shoot. Uh. She, she so much as pluck a string on her body. <laughs> uh, so well, the, so after she calls out Master Master again, the ogre swung himself down on the beanstalk, which shook with his weight. Down climbs Jack, and after him climb the ogre. By this time, Jack had climbed down and climbed down and climbed down. Yep. Till he was very nearly home. So he he called out, Mother, mother, bring me an axe, bring me an axe. And his mother came rushing out with the axe in her hand. But when she came to the beanstalk, she stood stock still with fright. For there she saw the ogre with his legs just through the clouds. But Jack jumped down and got hold of of the axe and gave a chop at the beanstalk, which he cut it in half in two, which cut it. Sorry. He gave a chop (laughs) at the beanstalk, which cut it half in two. So, I guess it just took one swing, or two swings to cut it in half? I don't know. The ogre felt the beanstalk And it wouldn't be in half, otherwise Jack would have cut it halfway to the top. That's right. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, Jack Jack got the axe, climbed up halfway, chopped it, (laughs) then climbed back down. Yeah, that can't work. The ogre felt the beanstalk shake and quiver, so he stopped to see what was the matter. Oh, I think that guy's trying to chop the beanstalk up. Oh, that's a problem. Then Jack... Oh, oh. Oh. Should I go back up? Oh, 
Then Jack gave another chop with the axe. Wait, I thought it was done. No, he chopped it in half, then he needs to chop it again. Oh, okay, so maybe he's just cut halfway. Maybe they're trying to say he's cut halfway through it. Maybe this is poorly written. (laughs) Maybe. Then Jack gave another chop with the axe, and the beanstalk was cut in two and began to topple over. Then the ogre fell down and broke his crown, and the beanstalk came toppling out. Does it actually say that? Are you messing with me? It says exactly that. No, that's verbatim. Wow, so this is actually two fairy tale prototypes. (laughs) That's right. Then Jack showed his mother his golden harp. And the corpse in the backyard. And the golden harp said, kill me, please, do use poison in the night. And what with showing that and selling the golden eggs, Jack and his mother became very rich, and he married a great princess, and they lived happy ever after. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whoa, where'd the princess come from? I don't know. But I mean... What princess isn't about to be like, what, it just doesn't stop laying eggs? Weird. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your kingdom is now infinitely wealthy. With the with the hen alone, with the golden eggs, I mean, it's, what a good deal. This was, back, again, this was back when, before marriages were about love, you know? Yeah. So it was like, if you could get a guy, if you could, if princesses would sit in their towers dreaming of a kid with a golden egg laying goose. They would have to settle for a guy that could make five, five skins today. <laughs> That's right. Be like, oh my gosh, if only my man could make five skeins. If only I didn't well, that's the end of Jack the end of the and that beanstalk. Yeah. Which is the actually the cover of this book. Oh, really? Is the Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. So yeah. that's the that was the sort of um, what would you call that? The headlining story. Not that there aren't many, many more to go. Yep. But what did you think of this telling? Was it different from like what you remember? Better? Worse? Ah. Interesting? It was more or less the same, though it did feel a lot more drawn out in the way that it was written. Like, the constant repetition, the fact that there was so much in between Jack climbing up and stealing something and sneaking what, sneaking away. There was... It, it definitely feels like a first draft. It just needs, like, some touching up. But I can see that this is very much like Jack and the Beanstalk that people are familiar with. Yeah, I like it because it's got that, you know, it's 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 a story with like action and rising and like it, it's got a rising and falling action. It's got a climax even mm-hmm. like it's it's just a it's a hugely popular story, obviously, you know, if it's featured in Into the Woods, the musical and anything featured in there clearly has withstood the test of time. True. So you've got you got that going for it. There's even a song, and you know I just think yeah, this one it's it's great, and I like the sass that Jack gives the old man at the beginning so much. Yeah, and he's like, you know, kind of like, how about beans for the cow? And he's like, you what? <laughs> just think, I think that just you know, you never Jack doesn't have any. I can't remember any you know older tellings of it or other tellings. I should, shouldn't say older. I should say from before I heard this one. Like, is, you know, what kind of character Jack is other than he's a character who likes to steal from giants? Yeah, his really precociousness got is a little more clear on this one. Like, you can tell through how yeah. he kind of gives lip to the old man. And, you know, what do you say to these beans? <laughs> when you see these beans, and then when they do work out, he's like, told you. How do you like the beans <laughs> now, mom? Yeah, mom. <laughs> God, God, I hate you so much. I wish dad were here. <laughs> That's why I'm going to marry the princess and you're not. Yeah, we're going to take our eggs and our harp. So what's the lesson here? What must we learn from good old Jack and his Jack Robinson and his beanstalk? You know what's funny? The second you asked that question, I realized that I've never really thought very much about what morals one is to get from Jack and the beanstalk. It's always just been a very delightful tale for kids in my eyes. 
What do you think is the message? Mm-hmm. You know, here's what I think, because I, I, it struck me reading this that one of my critiques was like, it's, you know, settle for the goose, Jack. And I think maybe that is what it is, because he's got what is ostensibly like a well he can keep going back to for more and more riches. But he essentially he overreaches when he could have been perfectly content with the with the with the goose but if that was the, the message was... then wouldn't jack have suffered some sort of consequence for going back because he well, did consequence... he got the he got the harp he had to make it, he didn't make a clean getaway but in the end he still got super rich he still got to marry a princess and he still committed a homicide on a giant there was no real yeah problem. that is true no, I don't think, yeah, I, I think the consequence in the book, at least in, if, if it were to be read this way, then the consequence would be that the well has been cut off, like, because he had to, he had to, he had to destroy his access to it. But you're right, at that point, he had already been, he's already pretty well made. I like, feel like there a, is a certain subset a of fairy tales in which the message overall is just to be a clever or crafty boy, because in many situations there's not much to gain, but we see that the characters survive because they are quick witted or they came up with a clever solution to something. It seems like there's kind of some fairy tales that just have that as a catch all lesson attached to it. And it's also like, you know, I definitely don't think the message is, you know, trade, trade what you have trade what you know you have for something something dubious but potentially valuable i don't think that's the message because we see that the track record of boys who attempt to get up to cloud city or whatever <laughs> are not making most of them don't like jack is kind of a one-of-a-kind unique dude who like i don't know i don't know how <laughs> he just always happens to talk to the wife first which is i guess what none of the other boys thought of all the other boys showed up around dinner time and got eight yeah right like that's what you got to do is you got to get up in the morning maybe it's an early bird gets the worm sort of thing because you know the the ogre giant is just like yeah i gonna go get my eat my oxen that is a go to sleep that's a long walk to get to the early bird catches the worm i feel well if we if he had he's had boys for dinner you know every night but then yeah i guess there's no telling when they showed up you think I, I I feel like Jack is the kind of guy that if he got up there and there was like already a boy waiting to be eaten in like a cage, Jack would be like, "I'm taking the goose. I'll see you later." Yeah, yeah. Jack seems like one of those uh, <laughs> true neutral characters. Jack's in it for himself. Yeah, for sure. Not even for his mom, just for himself. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the giant essentially like? would on, on an, any normal day be cycling through like ah oh, today i'll count my gold tomorrow i'll get my goose to lay an egg and then the third day i'll get my harp to sing i know that the days were far apart on jack's visitations but is like like <laughs> is he just hauling out the most valuable thing he has down the chain of like whatever depending on you know after breakfast it just doesn't it's such a weird it's such a weird behavior to have as a as a giant to be yeah. like oh, i'm just gonna Especially when option number three is literally a magic device that sings you a lullaby. Why bother with the other two when the ideal is right there? Yeah, I could have my lullaby singing heart, but tonight I think I'll just count my gold. That seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. This story is classic. It's, it's, It's memorable for a reason. It's got excitement. It's got, it's got attitude. It doesn't have many of the literary sins of the last couple episodes. 
That's right. Yep. And hey, you know, anyone listening out there, kids especially, if your parents tell you to do something or like they give you some money to go to the store, don't buy what they told you to buy. With yeah. What do they know? You're a kid. You see the world with fresh eyes. Do what you yeah. think is best. And if a stranger asks you how many beans make five, the response is apparently two in, one, two in each hand and one in your mouth. Yeah. Don't say Which that one such hand. A... <laughs> you can't say that you can put three beans in one hand because that is outlawed. Do you think if he, if he was like, well, zero plus five makes five, if the old man would have been like, all right, kid, don't be smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think you're smart, huh, kid? Whatever. Oh, I was, oh, wow, was going to sell you really some magic good. beans, but you know what? Now I'm just going to leave. Have fun with your lame ne- cow. Negative five plus ten. Oh, wow. Look at this kid. Oh, look at Mr. Brains, Mr. Math. Oh, big man. Too bad your family doesn't have any money. (laughs) Too bad your mom's a widow, stupid kid. Stupid, stupid kid. What do you think of these beans, kid? What do you think of these garbanzo beans? (laughs) The weirdest beans you've ever seen because you've never left England. Yeah, you're an uncultured little child. Anyway. Garbanzo beans are what? Let's, I'm going to be really stupid here. Greek from Greece. I don't from know. the Mediterranean, at least. For they me, must be Mediterranean. For me, they're from Safeway. Yeah. From the old the, the old world Safeways. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mediterranean. I'm just going to put my flag on that. All right. Brave man. And with that, with, with, such, a, with such an act of bravery, we are so well over. Thank you so much for uh, bearing with us as we got to the end of our um, tale. Join us next week for another story and another chapter in the ZZ Hunter starring our, <laughs> you know, fable fell his own riley that's me yeah also like our podcast if you please tell other people about it if you want and that would also be cool anything you want to say just that i enjoy reading these stories with you i look forward to the next one this has been nice well we'll see you and in another time wow (laughs) i'm riley i'm carter and this is the fable keep Damn. Keep it viddy, everybody. Keep it viddy! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs>